You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 134. Hey, you guys, what's up? I'm so excited to be here on the podcast with my very special guest, Peyton Matthews, who you probably remember being on with me a few episodes ago. And we are here. Say hi. What's up? Hi. I'm glad to be back. (laughs) She's actually here with me in my home office. And so um, we're not doing this one via Skype or Zoom. What, do, what was it? Zoom? Zoom, yeah. yeah. Zoom. So we're doing this one together in person, in the flesh, and we're super excited. And we're going to say we're social distancing for the record. Yes, of course. Of course. Sure, of course. Sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Times are in. Of course yeah, we're of course. social distancing. <laughs> we are definitely social distancing. All right. Okay. So one of the biggest questions, like I get asked, I get a lot of questions as an event planner, but one of the biggest ones is like, how do you figure out the cost for food and beverages at an event? And I... I always laugh because I'm like, how much time do you have? You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, I can't give you a three sentence response. Like this is a whole job. It's a whole skill set. And so we thought we'd get our heads together since Peyton just graduated from Utah Valley University with the event planning degree that we would put our heads together for you and tell you how to do this the best way that we can. So just a little background on me. Um, I've been doing events kind of on my own and figuring this out on my own. But remember, I did go to culinary school at UVU. So there's our little UVU connection. And so I learned how to do this in school from the actual food management side. And so the most important thing when it comes to food is you want to make sure that your event is using somebody that is aware of food safety, sanitation, and making sure that everything is legally sound so that it's not going to have issues. Like you don't want to use some cheap random person that's making everybody sick at your event. Oh no. It would be such a disaster. That would be horrible. It would be a disaster. So just so you guys know, I actually went and got my food handler's license because to be in the culinary program, you have to have that. And to get a job in culinary, anything you pretty much have to have that. And it's a test that you take. It's administered by the state and they have you test on sanitation, food safety, all of the legal stuff that goes into handling food. And it's a really big deal. Yeah. Tell me about what you guys learned about this in school. um, So we touched on food and beverage a little bit. Like we spent a day, we had a vendor come in and talk to us about his different aspects of running his business. And so we touched on quite a few different things. And we talked about like verifying with the client and their restrictions that comes with their menu like do they are they gluten-free are they do is there some sort of religious reasons why they can't have something and so we learned a lot that's mainly what we focused on was like food restrictions and that's a really good point because when you have a client and you're thinking in your head like you're gonna base it off of your experience Mm -hmm. and you're gonna base um your going forward off of like what's familiar to you like for example Mm -hmm. if you don't like seafood I find that a lot of event planners don't suggest that because it's like a a personal thing that they're like, oh, I don't like seafood. Mm -hmm. But it's like your client would be like, oh, everyone's having lobster. Exactly. You know, so you just have to be able to go with whatever their preference is and whatever the restrictions are. Mm -hmm. And I think nowadays with coronavirus, it's going to be so interesting. We were just talking about this. We're like, how is food safety, sanitation, and legal stuff going to change with coronavirus? Oh my gosh. I'm interested to see like, I, everything event-wise, how it's oh going Oh my gosh. To, Same. But this one specifically, yeah, just like because be with social distancing and with all of the different, like, and not just that, like there, there's the whole food allergy oh, yeah. thing. That's like a whole side oh, yeah. conversation that you need to have with your clients saying, oh, yeah. Hey, are there going to be allergies or are there special dietary restrictions? Yeah. At the event venue I work at, um, the Azalea, it, they are having their people come in and they're suggesting maybe 
packaged food, like everything individually packaged so that like C- no one- CDC guidelines is yeah, what you're saying so yeah. that no one is cross contaminating yeah, for safety. No oh my gosh. Can you imagine pre-packaging every, I don't know. It's going to be. It's like the biggest faux pas. You know what I mean? You're like, no, no, (laughs) we can't have everything wrapped in plastic. That's too ugly. But it's so true. Oh man, that's interesting. Okay. So with food restrictions, just ask your client like, Hey, what are the restrictions? If you're doing a big event, you got to factor in that there's probably going to be peanut allergy. There's probably going to be someone with gluten intolerance. You know, and not just that people who are choosing to be on their own sort of diets mm-hmm. or other restrictions. So things to think about. I um, planned a big event last summer and I just had to make sure I had a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. And I try to just stay away from peanuts. Like if there's going to be peanuts in this, I don't want it to be there at all. That's so probably it's probably best. one of the bigger ones. Yeah. And people that have nut allergies, it's severe. Oh yeah, Like most of them carry EpiPens and it will ruin your event. Can you imagine someone oh. is there? They graze a peanut and then they swell up like a oh balloon and the whole event is like stopped by an ambulance. Like, oh my gosh, I, the guilt I would feel personally like carrying that. Like, oh my gosh, I almost killed this person. I mean, hopefully like most adults, this isn't children, you know, yes. most adults kind of know like the, their tolerances and like the risks, but exactly. it's always something to consider. Um, I also think religious restric- restrictions, wow, that was a tongue twister. <laughs> religious restrictions is interesting because here in Utah, you have a lot of people that mm-hmm. for religious reasons do not drink alcohol yep. or coffee. And so that those are two staples that at almost every wedding anywhere else in the world would have after dinner. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you got to just make sure that you're aware and open to it. So like if you're from Utah mm-hmm. and you're not even asking those questions, you might come across as closed-minded and your clients will be like, well, what about the alcohol? You're like, what about it? <laughs> They're yeah. like, we want it. You're like, I don't feel comfortable. You know, you got to make sure that you can accommodate for that. Okay. So let's talk about the next point, which is identifying the meal function. So obviously... As the event planner, we've talked about this, unless it's your own intimate party for your own friends, like your child's birthday party, for example, even then I'm going to say this, you're not doing the food if you're planning the event, right? That's a separate Mm -hmm. job. Doing the food is a separate job than planning the event. So think about it like this. If you are having an event, what time is the event? What type of event is it? And what is the function of the meal or the food that you're serving? Is it a luncheon? Is it a brunch? Is it a seated dinner? Is it just appetizers? Is it just hors d'oeuvres? You know, it's really important because a lot of times budget is going to hinge on this question. Mm -hmm. A lot of times the, again, type of event is going to hinge. You can't have a plated dinner if you're doing something that's like an open house. Yeah. You know, those just don't go together. That doesn't have to work if people (laughs) are coming in and out. Okay, well, help yourself to a lobster (laughs) on a stick. You know, like it's just not going to work. So you've got to think about that. And I always tell people like, it depends on what you want to do. Now, as a professional, you want to have solutions. Like if someone's telling you like, okay, we really want to do this higher end event, but we want to stick to a budget. You're like, okay, well, here's some tips. Like if you only serve sweets, for example, then people will only eat so much. It's when you have salty and sweet that they go salty, sweet, salty, sweet. Salty, sweet. And I promise you they eat twice as much because they're going from salty to sweet back to salty. When you only have treats, people are going to have as many treats as they're going to have. Of course, you're going to have the person that's like putting cookies in their purse. Of course. Yeah. That always happens. (laughs) However, but the average attendee isn't going to be taking five cookies, but they they probably would take more if they were Mm -hmm. salty and sweet. Have you noticed that in your experience as well? Uh, Just me personally. (laughs) I'm that way. I'm much more of a salty person. (laughs) Like a handful of chips, I could eat that. 
driver, but then every once in a while, it's like, oh man, I could go for something. Then I'd be right back to my salty because I'm always like, oh, if I eat a sweet, I'm going to need something salty after the counter. It's so true, right? And so having that conversation with your clients and saying, just so you know, if you want to cut budget, only serve all salty or all sweet. Mm -hmm. And that is one way that people will just eat less because it satisfies that part of their palate Mm -hmm. and then they're going to move on. Something interesting that I actually learned from Peyton and her um, education was like, Thinking about what the different types of food do to you and your like physiology when you eat them. For example, when you eat protein, you're going to be more alert. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of events where they're serving cheese and like cold cuts, you're going to be more alert. Yeah. Okay. Versus if you're eating carbs, you're going to kind of be a little heavier. You're going to be a little sleepy after eating. Yeah. So much. Right. And then if you're serving like <laughs> way high fat foods, it kind of makes people like really like low energy. Yeah. Like I always think of weddings Mm -hmm. and they're serving, you know, dinner and people are good. And then they serve cake and people are like, ugh. Party just melts. Yeah, I'm like rolling out of here, you know. Um, I don't do a ton of weddings. But again, like think about the food that you serve. And if it's it's an issue for you, you probably are – not serving enough or you're serving, um, you know, too, too many variations. I know a lot of people like they'll see Pinterest parties and say, okay, I need to have 15 different dishes and they'll have 10 guests come. And then they don't know why they have this abundance of food. You know, you yeah. really like less is more. Yeah. I think five mm-hmm. things is plenty. Oh yeah. I think- like it, you just need a few good things. And if you can have, I think just like the trick for me with smaller parties and even just smaller intimate mm-hmm. gatherings is having levels and like yeah. having tiered um, serving trays or having a, I don't know what, what a cake stand, like cake stands you wonders and just having different levels. Oh yeah. That could make a table look fantastic. I mean, yeah, I saw a cake tray the other day. I was like, I might just buy this. If I I make it, I'm going to host a little event. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to look great. It's so true. (laughs) It's so true. Um, so when it comes down to cost of food, you need to make sure that if you're doing a bigger event, especially the seated ones, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you say that you have to factor in not only the food costs, but the taxes, gratuities, mm-hmm. and any tips that you may need to pay depending on the policy of the caterer that you're going with. Yeah. And so let's do like a simple math one. I feel like when people talk about like meals per head, they're going to their mind of like, okay, if I were to go to Olive Garden, it would be like $12. Mm-hmm. So in the event world, $12 a plate is barely anything. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like not enough. No. And it's kind of a joke if someone's like, yeah, we're going to do this. So unless you're having literally all of Garden Cater and it's going to be buffet style, which again, now that we've just gone through Corona, good luck with that. Yeah. It's going to be little baggies of pasta now <laughs> that are thrown to you from a slingshot. Save our way and get your pasta. I know, right? Table slings, um, here it comes at you. It's coming in hot. Like I, I'm really curious like how this is going to work, right? Because if you're doing plated dinners, I feel like it's all going to have to be plated. Yeah. Like the people in the kitchen mm-hmm. are probably going to be plating. So I bet the cost of seated dinners are just going to go up because oh, yeah. you're not going to be able to do buffet yeah, for a I, long time. That's my prediction. Be, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Because. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I do like. Crazy. Our, maybe we should market this <laughs> pasta slingshot idea. Maybe. I think we could, we could go big with this. <laughs> this has potential. Oh man. Okay. So yeah, I think the cost of food, like you've got to think about this. And so I. I mean, did you ever do an event or have to like price match or like research prices for any events that you did at UVU? So the event we were working on before Corona and everything was an athletic awards. And so we were doing a, it was going to be more of a buffet style that usually previous years they'd done a seated dinner, but we were going to go with more of a buffet style to cut on cost. Um, so the guy we would meet with, he was in charge of the banquet, and he was like, hey, we have a vendor in mind. We kind of know what we want to do, but 
we want you guys to go out and price them. And so we put our heads together. We're like, okay, we'll come up with Cafe Rio. I feel like that would be a good buffet to have. We did wallabies. So wait, was it like he wanted barbecue or he just was like, I want meat? He, like I, cause, cause I feel like when I think of R and R barbecue, I think of like a barbecue place with like yeah. brisket oh, yeah. and you know, ribs and like the whole barbecue thing. Yes. And I think it was more to build a relationship with R and R going forward. So that they're like, Hey, we do this event and then we become more of like partners going okay. forward. So it was kind of that way. But so was, what was the, the method for pricing out? Like how did that, how does that work? Um, we, so Cafe Rio makes it super easy. They have like a little Q and a on their website. So we got on there we filled out the information we had and then they so called like us later. Of the, oh, they just call you. Yeah, yeah. They called us and they talked to us and, but it was insane. Like if you wanted an extra side, if you wanted sides of like guacamole and like everything else, it was like $700 or I don't know. It was some crazy. What was the number? Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. What were the numbers that you're trying to feed for this event? Cause I feel like that's not fair to say say like $700 for guacamole. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, how many people are coming to this? Like there were 700 people coming. Oh my gosh. It really was a dollar a person. Yeah. (gasps) It was. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the thing too, is when you're catering, it's such such a fine line, right? Because you have to be able to have the head count right, but then you have to be able to factor like not everyone's going to eat everything. And so what things are you anticipating will go first? Like I don't think guacamole is something that everybody would take. Do you like guacamole? Uh, A little bit. I Okay. So I love guacamole, mm-hmm. and if there was a buffet, well, in the olden days when there were buffets, <laughs> back, before we now back in the olden shots. days, <laughs> I, know. I would probably take like two servings of guacamole because mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. But see what I mean? Like if yeah. I ordered for you and everyone just took mm-hmm. a small portion, then yeah, there'd, take- there's going to be extra. See, I would like sour cream. I'd be like the girl who's throwing sour cream on her see, plate because I'm me, I'd be like, okay, well, maybe I can factor it. So I'm just thinking out loud here for you guys because this is my process. I'm like, okay, what if half the people like sour cream, half the people like guacamole? And I said, okay, I only want guacamole for 300 mm-hmm. and I'm going to do sour cream because I think sour cream is more popular for 500. So that's going to mm-hmm. cut my cost down. But then when it runs out, it runs out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so then there's that risk. He's like, Oh no, is it, you know, is it be good? The other Maybe. thing you can do is if you have people actually working the buffet, serving those types of items, like mm-hmm. if they're just that doing guacamole and they have a little scooper, like <laughs> if you've ever been to cafe Rio, some of you listen and you're not in Utah, Actually, Cafe Rios are outside of Utah now, but they will go into the guacamole and it's like a little cookie scoop. And then they fill the cookie scoop and then they put it on your plate and that's what you get. So if you are trusting your guests to be that, I guess, (laughs) regimented with it, maybe. (laughs) But for some reason, I think that they probably wouldn't be. But I don't know. See, to me, it's like buffet is like the bottom of like the – the scale's like, oh, they're serving a hot dinner, but you serve it yourself. Yeah. The next level up is having people serve it for you, which is always a little annoying as a guest, right? Yeah. yeah. I always hate when people serve them. I was like, you didn't give me enough or yeah, you give like, me too much. Hey, I wanted a little bit more of that. I know. And I like, skipped on this. Can yeah. I and then you feel done back? being like, so do I just ask for more now or come back? Make another trip. Do I make someone go get it for me because they didn't get it? I know. But at the same time, it's like, okay you know, what's going to run out first. And I feel like the cheaper things always have more of that. Like lettuce is such an inexpensive thing. Yeah. Lettuce is cheap. So have lots and lots of lettuce. Meat is another one. What, you know, what are you going to do with all this extra meat? If you have chicken as an option and steak as an option and all the chicken's gone and people are like, we don't eat red meat. Like, sorry about that. You know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know it just is like such a hard thing. So you kind of just have to plan. And I think the more you do it, the better you get. And a lot of times, again, a lot like less goes a long way. I feel like in this day and age, especially with events, I don't, I feel like most people that come to events, this isn't like their last meal. They're not starving to death. You know, like if you go to an event and food runs out, you're always like, well, that was annoying. 
Yeah. You know, but most of the time, like, it's one little thing mm-hmm. that ran out mm-hmm. or there's tons of extra and people are like, wow, I, you know. Yeah. And like, I what think, do we do with all of this? I think keeping it, like, you keep saying, like, less is more is good because, I mean, you go somewhere and you have all these options. Like, oh, I got to take a little bit of everything and then mm-hmm. you're, people, you're, everyone's stuffed and then you're rolling them out. And if you want to have, depending on the event, that's not what you really need. Right. If you need people up dancing, like. Stuffing them with food isn't probably the best. Right? Absolutely. See, exactly. And that's where when maybe you want just desserts or hors Mm d'oeuvres or just drinks, you know? Yeah. Um, The next question comes with, like, beverages. What do you do with beverages and alcohol? Is that the same budget? Is that a separate budget? Um, I think that beverages are another expense. Did they give you a separate budget for uh, beverages or did you just decide to serve water? What was? Um, I think we were doing just, like, lemonade and water. And I don't think – we didn't have a budget for anything else besides that, and I think that was So you were just going to make it there and yeah. then have it be served there? Okay. Yeah. So, and that's something that you could easily make in advance and then exactly. throw some ice on it, and you're like, okay, here we go. We're serving this. So typically, you want to talk to whoever is the client that's in charge of not just the event budget, but it's a separate food budget, right? You've got the whole overarching event budget of everything included. And then one item is going to be food. And then another line item is going to be beverages and maybe another item for alcohol if it's not included in beverages. Mm -hmm. But all of these things are things to consider, right? And how much is your per head beverage Mm -hmm. budget? And sometimes I've seen at events where they even give you like a drink ticket. It's a little tacky, but it helps Mm -hmm. because you're like, I don't, I don't have another way. So yeah, I have another, I don't have another way to track like who's getting drinks, who hasn't had a drink, how many are, you know, yeah. still there. And how many to prepare, you yeah. know, because you don't want to run out. That would be the worst. It's the worst. I mean, some parties, yeah, when alcohol, they're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I only get two tickets, and it's like my work party. It's like trading tickets. Like, yeah. can I have your ticket? Are you going to use your second ticket? Like, <laughs> I know. It's just going all around. Are you going to use of your tickets? Can I have those? Give me those tickets. <laughs> People are scalping them. I've got $5 for tickets. I need that alcohol. <laughs> right? It's so true. It really just depends on the event and the crowd mm-hmm. for sure. So it's so, so, so important to, again, work these out and figure them out. And with the cost, I feel like for me, it's going to be negotiating it down. Like Mm -hmm. I might call a few different barbecue places around from our story earlier and say, okay, this is the price per head. Um, What are you guys doing? Yeah. I think. Did you guys actually do that? Do a little bit of price war saying like, well, this barbecue place is doing it for this much? No. You just asked them for their price. Yeah. He just had us submit the price and he was like, oh, never mind. We're going to go with this barbecue place. Like we did Wallabies and I think it was pulling it up right now it was oh you've got the actual numbers yeah it was yes i want to hear like this like three hundred dollars less than r and r barbecue was quoting and so it was more of a so it was more yeah see he just and wallabies was a little bit cheaper oh interesting but they just wanted what they wanted yeah exactly so they it didn't matter no they see were. that is so interesting to me i think another um thing that's interesting about planning events with a client is you feel like you have this meeting and you're like, sweet, they're giving me all of this creative license. And really you're just the go-to person. Mm -hmm. And there's this back and forth of like, talk about it with the client. Then you have to do all the work. Then you go back to the client and get it approved. Yeah. And then if something changes, you got to go back to the client, get it approved. It's like the name of the game, name Mm -hmm. of the game. So speaking of games, um, I had Peyton bring her event coordinator book from school, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through these three scenarios and kind of talk through what we would do, because I think it's always helpful to have like a practical, you know, like example. And so here are the three different ones, and we're going to say what we would do and kind of collaborate on these just in real time for you guys. So let's say that you've been contracted to coordinate a catering event for like an all-day golf tournament. And there's going to be 72 participants there. And it's like a high level. You're on the ninth hole. Like these Mm -hmm. people want to be wined and dined. Like where do you start? 
I mean, we got to find out that budget first. First of all, we got to see what we're working with, where, like, I mean, they want to be wine and dine. So I'm hoping the budget's high. pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> high like, so that we can. We want to wine and dine these people. You can do $10 a head. $10 a head. You're like, like okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll see what we'll do for wine Pull and dine. Pull up the drink tickets. <laughs> exactly. Right. Some, yeah. I so I think if you're wanting to wine and dine, you definitely want to err on the side of we're going to have more than enough. Mm-hmm. Yes. Instead of not enough. Yeah, exactly. I think when people are on a budget, if you set them up for that expectation of like, you, we may run out of things, but that's okay because we'll just pull it. Mm-hmm. Like when the guacamole is gone, here's the secret, you guys. When the guacamole is gone, you don't leave a freaking empty no. guacamole bowl. You pull it. Yes. What guacamole, right? It's just not an option. <laughs> it's just not an option anymore, you know? And yeah. then if somebody mm-hmm. asks for it because they're coming back through the line, it's because they are coming back through the line that they didn't even know was there in the first place. Exactly. And you say, oh, you know what? We're so sorry we ran out. Is there something else I can get for you? Mm-hmm. Um, Perfect way to handle You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like how, how do I make yeah. this better? So if if I'm planning this, yeah, you're right. What's the budget? What's the cost per head? And then are there um, things that you want? Like is there a type of meal mm-hmm. that you want to serve? And maybe they're like, yes, we want it to be salads and, and soups. You know, you're like, okay, that's a totally different yeah. setup that you're going to need because if this is on the ninth hole, how do I keep this food hot, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like these are all things to consider. How much equipment do I need? What kind of conversations um, do I need to have with the caterer? And then you basically need to build out that whole sample menu mm-hmm. and say, this is what it would look like. This is the options that they would have. And again, for me, if you're saying wine and dine, we're going to be overflowing with food and you can expect to have leftovers yeah. because – Serve too. Like I'm thinking tables. Mm-hmm. You're having waiters bring this food out to you. Because if you're being wine and dine, you don't really want to yeah. There's no take your plate and go to the buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. I love that. And then I think once you have those numbers, you talk to your caterer, you kind of break down the cost analysis, mm-hmm. check it back in with your clients. Okay, mm-hmm. here's what it is. And then you move forward from there. And then again, I think with dietary restrictions, you would probably just have some sort of like a selection that's mm-hmm. easy. Like there's a chicken, there's a steak, and there's a vegetarian. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then just let them choose which one they want. I've even seen sophisticated systems where they choose what they want and it's a seated dinner and it's already ordered for them and it already has a name assigned and yeah. it's like just see this person. Each table has names. Each table's name has an order. Yeah, I've seen like there's like they have name tags or something at the table and there's like a special marking that this person is gluten free mm-hmm. to make sure that there's no confusion when the yes. plate gets to them. Like, yes. oh my gosh, this is gluten in it and you're, you know. And they have to send something back. That, yeah. that always is frustrating. I've been to multiple charity events where somebody had an intolerance and they were like, actually, I can't have this. And I think when you have thousands of people, it's expected. But I mm-hmm. think if it was an intimate plated seated dinner, yeah. you know, you're going to want to start getting into like event software at this point because this is like beyond, this is like computer skills. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the computer needs to organize this for you at that point mm-hmm. instead of you trying to be like, okay, this sticky note means, you know, yeah, exactly. that this person, like keep it, keep it super sophisticated so that there's no confusion and then mm-hmm. make sure everyone on the team every one of your vendors is on the same page yes. and that they're yeah. not like, Oh, we thought that red meant this and blue meant that. And you're like, no, no, you're no, like no, 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 this is what it is. Okay. So here's this scenario. Number two, you are coordinating a four day international conference for 500 people held on an off property remote. Oh, seaside resort. That sounds mm-hmm. fancy. Can I, I go? I want to go. Um, you can expect at least one third of the attendees to have special dietary requests. Okay. Where would you start with this one? I mean, Budget again, but then I would see, like, what the client's thinking. Like, for all these meals, like, what do you want? When I did this, I did this, a paper on this one in my, at, from when I was Oh, like, school. this is the one you chose for yes, your report? And nice. I, I mean, we didn't 
go as much in detail, but I was like, oh my gosh, it would be so fun to have different international meals from the people that were here. I mean, but that would be a conversation that you'd need to have with the person in charge of the event. Is that something you would like having different meals from the different countries or is it? I love that idea just to kind of incorporate, like if you're in an international place, people Mm -hmm. are coming from international Mm -hmm. waters or different lands. What am I saying? (laughs) International (laughs) lands. If they're coming from different parts of the world, being able to accommodate, let it, everybody experience each other's culture through the food, that would be really great. And again, remember, we're just tackling one aspect of the event. Yeah. It's like a, I'm making like the inch size with my finger. Like this much of the event is food. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're not even talking about coordinating like lodging and speakers and staging and oh, yeah. lighting and – Souvenirs that you give all out. Of that. All those Favors, little- all of that, right? All of the, the right. T-shirts. Yeah, exactly. The swag, all like- of this stuff. What's in their room when they arrive? At exactly. The event? Like All of those little things, right? Um, I feel like to me, I don't know that this is ever one that I would do. Maybe. I don't know that I would ever actually be in charge of that. Is that one you aspire to do? Would you love uh, to do like a traveling, like you're the event planner for the whole thing? I don't know. I don't think that's I don't think that's up my alley in know, the event like, planning. Uh, and it's a lot. Like that would be a lot. Put that off. Hold that off. If you, like, yeah, that's that would crazy. be a really like, good recipe because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty intense. That's yeah. way intense. I mean, not you're planning the event, but your event isn't where you're planning it. You well, then have to go to wherever yes. you're going. And, and not oh just that, gosh. like the part of this that kind of threw me off where I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Is it's an on-property, like remote seaside resort yeah. in another country? I'm like... Yeah, that's too many risk factors for oh me. Gosh. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we I'm don't just, speak English. I'm like, perfect. Perfect type out. Yeah. I'm going. Because like whatever your creative vision is, like it may not be the same. Like there's just, it would just depend on oh what country gosh. it was, yeah. where it was. But yeah, I, I love that plan of like in a perfect world, mm-hmm. you know, having different vent, like yeah. different foods and like themes of food for the night um, and really having this conference feel like. Like it I'd was like an international experience. I know. I would love to attend it too. Let's do that. Yeah. I'll we'll be just, attending. We'll just go. We're not going to plan it. Yeah. No. We'll that said from we'll two event planners. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Okay. Here's here's um, scenario number three. And I feel like this is totally up my alley of like what I do all the time. Yeah. A new department store in a very upscale area of town has contracted you to coordinate a retail event with refreshments to draw customers in to tour the various departments. The store's biggest concerns, however, are keeping costs down and making sure the food and beverage service does not soil or cause damage to its merchandise. I feel like this is super practical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done quite a few events where they're like, oh, you know, can you round up other bloggers or can you round up like some some people to come for the grand opening of this or that. And, and food is a draw, you know what I mean? Like it's Mm -hmm. a really big way. And so if someone's trying to stay on a budget, like where do you, where do you start with that? It's like, we keep saying the same thing. The answer you guys were going to tell you, ask the client what the per head budget is. And again, a lot of times we as event planners are thinking about one aspect of the event. Mm -hmm. You're thinking about just the food and budget. And so somebody is going to say, okay, hey, I'm looking for an event planner because I want food and budget for this grand opening or grand reopening mm-hmm. store. I don't want it to sell the merchandise. Da, da, da. And they're like, here's my budget for food. Are they even thinking about what they're going to budget for you doing the work? Mm-hmm. You know, as your time is spent, you need to be able to advocate for yourself and be like, oh, here's what I charge to mm-hmm. do this for you. Because you're yeah. the one that's coordinating it all and setting it all up. And that is a job. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not easy either. I don't think people think that coordinating an event is just 
you're putting all these pieces together and everything just turns out. Yeah. Well, and that's a lot of it, the time it's like they just think about the one piece that's most mm-hmm. important to them. Yes. Like yeah. food or entertainment or decor. They're yes. not thinking about all of the pieces combined. Exactly. So to answer this question, where would you start? I mean, I would think thinking about this event, I mean, we've got the budget covered, everything like that. I would think more, it's not going to be a plate of dinner. It's not going to be anything like that. It's no buffets. Be more like probably little hors d'oeuvres or little snacks. I mean, I don't know if they want like desserts, like little mini desserts, maybe nothing mm-hmm. oozing chocolate or something no like that. No chocolate fountains splattering get, everywhere. Yes, exactly. See, no fondues. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. It'd be more. You know, there's a part of me that feels like the entrepreneur in me would want to talk to the manager and be like, what is the slowest part of the store? Yeah. And then put the food there. Exactly. Or like, what's the deepest part of the store? Mm-hmm. And then have signs all the way like, oh, we have this refreshments. And you could have like little stations along the way, but like all the good stuff is in the back to get yeah. them through the store. I mean, to me, if you had it at the entrance, I feel like people would come in, take an hors d'oeuvre and then leave. Oh, definitely. Like it's so funny when furniture stores are like, we're doing hot dogs. I can't even tell you how many times I see people like that are like, oh, I just got free lunch at RC Willie. Because they have hot dogs grilling outside, then they leave. They don't ever go in the no, store. No, they got you know? a free lunch. Right I'm like, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta grill those hot dogs in the couches. You know what exactly. I mean? Like in the middle of the couch section. You gotta be up there. You gotta be up in the mattress. So they're like taking them to the oh, second floor. Yeah, wow. I, I never noticed a stainless steel dishwasher. We need one, right? So yeah, that's what I'd say. But as far as like keeping costs hard. low, I would say the same thing. All salty or all sweet, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I little desserts, maybe little petty for cakes or like little um, fruit with, I don't know, like a fruit kebab. Those oh, are yeah. really easy and I like, can take on the go. Nothing that needs a plate. That's another thing that I always mm-hmm. say is whenever you're trying to serve something mm-hmm. that has a plate, people are going to take more. If it's yeah. finger foods and it has to go on a napkin, that's going to cut costs right there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I feel like a napkin is. You're going to like more juices and everything. It's, so it's like you put one little thing on there and call like, it good. Okay, that's good. Right? In the back of the store, they're like, well, it was worth it. It was. I made my I made my way through the whole store. I did it. I earned my treat. Oh, so fun. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I hope this episode was helpful. And as always, if you love what you're hearing, would you please jump on and leave me a review and tell me what you're liking, what you want to hear more of, and what we can add to the show to make it better for you. Thank you so much, Peyton, for joining me. We'll catch you guys thank next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.